0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets
1: and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Oh, the excitement. Oh, I'm a (laughs) gog. Are you a
0: gog? You're a gog My My
1: nerve endings are tingling. Well, we start off with the
0: end of an era, as Apple have announced that they are discontinuing the iPod. After 21 years, the iPod was really the device that revolutionized uh, music by making MP3s uh, not just available, but findable. So there were, uh, before the iPod, there were other MP3 players, but they were clumsy and they were awkward. And actually trying to find what you were looking for was... Almost, almost impossible.
1: It was and, a, chance, uh, and then transferring the music to them was quite difficult. I do remember. Uh, yes. You always mock me for being behind the curve, but I had a nerdy MP3 player and quite a an nerdy iPod as well. I think. Yes, I I'm, remember. I'm sure yeah, you did. Thinking, well, yes. this is a bit antisocial, sitting on the tube with headphones in. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw someone
0: walking down the road talking on his phone. Oh, yes, um, thinking the well, through where? The earphones, yeah, thinking climate. Yeah. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Someone just talking to himself must be a nutter. Yeah, of course, yes, twirls,
1: that nutter ex- that, ex- I think that was everybody's first reaction. And, of course, later we have proven to be right in many cases. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Though Indeed. it's even weirder, of course, if they've got earbuds in then you can't. and they've got long hair and you can't see because then they do yes. just look as if they're talking they to doesn't themselves. Doesn't talk no themselves. idea. Yes. yes, it is very odd. There's no, there's no way in which people can indicate that they're not talking to the person who's approaching when they're walking but rather to somebody else. Uh, so it's very usually, odd. You think sometimes people are talking to you and you're about to reply and you realise, no, they're having a conversation. They usually when uh, hold their phones in front of them. Oh, so but, that, not if, yeah.
0: Yeah, but not if they're using earbuds. No, even if
1: they're using uh, earbuds. Oh, no, no. Quite, quite often people uh, don't. They seem to have a phone in the pocket. Uh, yeah. If you, it's it's you say odd. earbuds, uh, you mean either oh, earbuds oh, or AirPods. Oh, what, Maybe, yes. I'm, I'm sure, yes. Them, right? yeah, yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if you hadn't. The other odd thing, though, is you've noticed when people are on mobile phones, using whatever uh, device uh, they choose, uh, they still gesticulate with their hands. Oh yes. Even though the person on the other end cannot possibly see what they're doing, they're still indicating. But you're
0: gesticulating to, sort of... to me now and we're doing a radio show.
1: Yes, but you can see me because we're using oh, using cool. the wonders of Zoom. Fair enough. So, okay, well, it's that. sad iPod. I have I have an old one if you'd like it.
0: Uh, no, thank you. I have no, it's just the iPod
1: or, or, or all the iPods, because the iPod, the basic iPod, doesn't exist anymore. What is it now? An iPod? No, no
0: all the iPod. The iPod Touch is going as well. Once oh, they right. sell the last one they have in their stocks, that'll be it.
1: Oh, but, well, I haven't got an iPod Shuffle. I got a few iPod Shuffles. Was that what the little ones are called? I could never yes. really see the point of them, but I have no. got three of them around, so Very they're all irritating. working. Yes. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So where now? Moving along,
0: up into space. Um the UK is launching its first satellite not the first satellite ever but the first one to be launched from British soil Ooh. I think British soil is more likely British tarmac or concrete but they're launching it from that it is um they're launching it on the Virgin Orbit Launcher 1 which is effectively it's a modified Boeing 70, 747 mm. that will carry the rocket up to the edge of space and then the rocket will blast off and it will release the satellite uh, which is tiny. It is 30 centimetres by 20 centimetres by 10 centimetres. So What's that
1: in the Muriel measurements?
0: It, if you like, it's about a stack of uh, five copies of Vogue put together.
1: I haven't seen Vogue in a while, but that's quite no, a thick magazine. Could, it's yes. quite a
0: thick magazine. Yes. Maybe eight copies.
1: <clears throat> right.
0: You could imagine that.
1: So and pretty many. Its, well, its purpose will be
0: to observe other satellites from other countries to see what they're up to. Oh. I don't know why, but they why okay. not? Well, I suppose. Exciting. Yes. Someone's got to do it. And when's this,
1: when's this happening? This is
0: happening shortly, and it, they're blasting off from Newquay. So if you live in Newquay, I would go and watch this if you can. Yes. Mm. Exciting. And um, uh, meanwhile, Mercedes have um, produced the first electric car that can do 1,000 kilometres on one charge. Mm. this is not a uh, a test car it's not a prototype it's an actual production car and they drove it from germany through switzerland to france Mm. Uh, it's the vision EQXX, which is not a great name for a car what car have you got i've got the vision (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it probably sounds
0: perfectly ordinary in dutch Anyway, but this was, <laughs> but they weren't even driving slowly. They were doing up to 85 miles an hour on the Autobahn in Germany. Ooh. They arrived there with 15% charge to spare at a total cost of 14 pounds. So there we go. So it could be that electric cars are the thing of the future after all. Mm, impressive.
1: Okay. Oh, well, we have not run one of these yet, have we? we haven't. So now is probably the time.
0: Well, while we're up in space, another way of getting we, up. Well, space, hang on, we weren't. We weren't. No, we're bouncing back <laughs> to space again. but I right. know. We talked back in November about the spin launch, which was a kind of slingshot that will fire.
1: Oh, I into, remember that. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, well, it seems that NASA think it's a good idea and they're investing in it. So it's not just a wacky idea from some bizarre scientist, but might actually. But well, it, well, it is that as well. It is that as well. So it, what it is is a giant um, cylinder, up on standing on end, hmm. which uh, will with a, an arm that whirls the rocket around inside the cylinder, up to five thousand miles an hour, uh, in a vacuum, uh, so that uh, to minimise the air resistance or to remove the yes. air resistance, and when it's going fast enough. And it opens a hatch, and it fires it out through a launch tube, and it goes into space um, with um, uh, ten thousand g force. So not really for astronauts.
1: <laughs> I can't remember how many g astronauts can cope with, but it doesn't get much. It doesn't get much into double figures, does it? No, I don't think it does. 10,000 no. 10, would be a little bit. <coughs> wow! Too much. It does sound like it. something out of Jules Verne, doesn't it? I mean, absolutely, it does.
0: Yes, yeah. I remember awesome. seeing the film of was it um, war of the worlds um and uh this was the film from the 1930s of the hg wells story uh, and they were firing rockets into space using a giant pistol and it looks like a giant pistol on end and they even pulled the hammer back to to fire the rocket wow that's
1: yeah. quite impressive well no doubt nasa will think that's a good idea soon no doubt they will
0: but anyway from up in space, back to Earth, back up to space again, and now we're hitting the ocean. So picture the scene. You're cruising around the Mediterranean on your hydrofoil, Hmm. as one does, and you start to think, it's all very well being up here, but I wonder what's going on beneath me. How do you find out? Well, you could get yourself a glass-bottom boat, or you could... Uh, hope for the imminent release of the deep seeker ds1 that's deep seeker seeker with an ea as in c deep seeker ah, a little a little joke yes, little joke yes. they put in there probably works better in um, italian yes it does uh 23 knots which apparently is 26 miles an hour i don't know why they can't just call it miles an hour. but there's some reason why they can't call it miles now when you're at sea
1: no, well, it's obviously with nautical miles, but I'm not really sure why a nautical mile is different from We must no. have known that when we were at school. It'd be the sort of thing geeks it like you been, and I would have known, it would have but been into
0: us. Yes. Anyway, but so when you're going along at 26 miles an hour or knots, and you think, "I wonder what's going on down there," it can dive. It can dive down 50 meters, which is quite impressive, don't you think? Yes. It's from uh, an Italian startup. If you're interested, go to iSpace Two O. That's the number two o dot com, uh, where you could read about how wonderful it was, but probably not order one just yet.
1: Okay. I won't. I'll hold fire.
0: You hold fire. They're not saying how much it's going to cost, but um, I suspect it won't be on the cheap side.
1: Okay. Well, I'm, uh, I think we'll have another one of these, if you don't mind.
0: Now, what do you do when you've got a screw loose?
1: Uh, Well, uh, that's a very good question. I walk along the street chatting as if I'm talking into my phone.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, normally, if you're in your house and something has a screw loose, then it's not that much of a problem. But if you've got a bridge or or a wind turbine, say, and you have a screw loose, that's a big problem. So how do they know when a screw is working loose? Well, that could be solved by uh, a new invention from the Fraunhofer cluster of excellence cognitive internet technologies
1: it's yes, a bit okay. of a mouthful isn't
0: it uh, a little bit yes but we've where well, we've talked about stuff from the Fraunhofer Institute before and they really come up with some really, very interesting stuff these are smart screws for use in said bridges and wind turbines and other places yeah and the way it works is they have a pizza resistive film built into the washer. And it registers force. And when that force changes, there is then a radio module in the screw that detects that there's a difference there. And the screw sends a signal back saying, I'm working myself loose. And here's the really clever, as if I wasn't clever enough, here's the even cleverer part. It doesn't need any batteries. It what? uses <laughs> the difference um, between the screw temperature and the air temperature, to generate a tiny electric
1: current. okay that is that may be one of the cleverest things we've heard for a long time because presumably although the screws must be more expensive than standard i'd like a I, box please of your up. number threes um if you're you know building something quite expensive that yes. would be damaged badly by a screw coming loose then obviously worthwhile yes that's very very, very clever absolutely
0: a good old frown i mean couldn't they come up with a better software? name than a smart screw well, I don't know if they're calling it smart screws. Oh, OK. I don't think they have a name for it, but it'll be in German. So it'll be one it'll, it'll, word it'll, yeah, of 18 yes. syllables. It,
1: it, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I suppose, But at least it will describe it properly. Well, I'm well, sure let's just will. briefly pause to breath. Uh, aghast and amazement mm-hmm. at the cleverness of smart screws or mm-hmm. whatever they're going to call them.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: So you're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. And as long as I keep remembering that, we can keep doing these shows. The day will come. Yes.
0: I start pausing. Yes. Yeah.
1: So where are we getting
0: Up into space again. No, no, not into space again. Um, Photography. Oh, Uh, you like that. Depth of field is uh, one of those Mm -hmm. critical decisions when you make when you're taking a photograph. How much of the scene you have in focus. Um, If you're doing portrait photography, the the technique is usually that you have the the subject in focus and the distance out of focus, so it gives them that nice little hazy effect. But sometimes Mm. you want everything in focus, but of course that's not possible because cameras are only capable of focusing on... One thing at a time, as indeed are human eyes. Mm. If you look at something close to, everything behind it is out of focus. Well, the answer is light field cameras, which is a different way of making cameras. And there is a new uh, light field camera produced by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, which is again a clumsy, a clumsy title. NIST, though. NIST. NIST is quite good. They probably call it NIST. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it captures the largest ever depth of field from three centimeters to 1.7 kilometers so if you like from an inch to over a mile that's pretty impressive that's extraordinary well here's how it works it is based on the compound i found in trilobites or possibly trilobites which are
1: i can't remember what a trilobite is they are
0: um only found in fossil form but they are long extinct mollusks right and what's clever about the uh, trilobites is that they have double layer lenses which so they could focus on prey when it's close to but also keep an eye out for predators when they're a long way away and um and that's how they managed to survive until now of course, of course they didn't because they've all died out yes but yeah. if they hadn't died out that would how they that would how they would have survived <laughs> until now right okay. and it's based on that and so they managed to capture this enormous range uh, and it could be absolutely revolutionary not just for uh, for the camera industry but of course for phones mm. as well if, if you can suddenly capture everything uh, using these uh, an array of many tidy lenses Mm. Absolutely ingenious. It'll mean that the camera lenses could be flat, completely flat.
1: Mm. Okay, Mm. well, that's all very impressive. impressive. Because my mind went off somewhere else. I was thinking about NIST and they probably had a party to celebrate. And if somebody didn't make it, they would say, well, sorry, we missed you at NIST. We all got pissed. Sorry. My have you? So all the time I've been talking for the last five minutes. No, you've been no, no, all that. I've got all that stuff about Bites. I, I can think of more than one thing at a time. Occasionally. <laughs> all right. So you say. I think
0: yeah. it's time to move on to our crowdfunding time oh, of the
1: week. well, in that case, we're going to have this. Yes, all around the world, people are saluting. The
0: they are. It is. Um, now, it is uh, moving on towards summer and the time when, when people turn their, their thoughts to camping. Well, not me. but well, not
1: you and all me, no.
0: <laughs> Other people out there. And so I have two interesting Kickstarter projects. Tents, now putting up tents is a real pain. They do make those tents where you throw them up in the air and they spring open in a tent in a flash, but then putting them away again. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yes, exactly. kids used exactly. to have a
1: mini one of those. Yes,
0: impossible. Or you can get tents with, they don't have steel poles anymore. They have those carbon fiber yes. poles. Yeah. But they're a fiddle and they're hard to get up. So introducing the GIGA! Exclamation mark.
1: <laughs> right.
0: They <laughs> don't know why it an exclamation mark, but I'm find not excited when I say GIGA! So they used to do like, that
1: with sense. films when the film wasn't terribly good. They'd put in Airplane. an exclamation mark. Airplane had an exclamation mark. Oh, that okay. was an yeah, but that, was, but that was a spoof of the films that had, of course, been using exclamation so marks.
0: So yeah. it was. Okay. Well, the Giga, I've got to stop doing it like that, is an inflatable <laughs> tent. And it has inflatable poles built into the corners. Not Ooh. only that, but it has a built-in air pump. And the air pump will will inflate it and deflate it multiple times on a single charge. And it will pump it up in just three minutes. Isn't that splendid?
1: That does seem rather clever. You're going to tell us yes. what the catch is now?
0: I don't think there is a catch. It's um, They're selling it on Kickstarter for $239, which is just under uh, 200 quid. Not a vast amount for a tent, I no. would have thought. Um, and you can also get inflatable, self-inflating mattresses from uh, you, £90 you, for a uh, single. You wonder, though, how
1: solidly it's constructed. I mean, if there's nothing solid in it.
0: Well, know. yes. It might well, if there's a stiff breeze, you might find that your tent blows yes, away. Or so an so escaped
1: cow or moose or, depending on where you're, or yeti, depending on where you're where, actually camping. Where, sorry, where were these moose and yeti escaped from? Uh... Well, I don't know. Well yeah, most I mean, admittedly, not many in this country, but you could be in Newfoundland, for instance.
0: You could. But I don't think they're held captive, so they wouldn't wouldn't escape. They'd just be roaming wild. Oh,
1: okay, roaming wild then.
0: And the idea of an escaped yeti sounds like there's a Yeti farm somewhere. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. Uh, it sounds like a very good idea. You have until the fifth of June to go on to Kickstarter and look for mm. Giga. Of course, there's no Well, it's not going to, to turn you easy. on to camping, presumably. No, no, I'm not a fan of camping. Last time I camped will be the last time I camped. I'm not gonna go into that now. Um, Also on Kickstarter Mm -hmm. is the ES solar table, which is really clever. It is a huge solar panel that Mm -hmm. forms a table. Um, 40 watt output. So it has four charging pods that can, uh, the power not just your phone, but your tablet, your computer, mm. your power tools that can charge up mm. very, very, I see when you've got some sun, of course, um, it weighs just. Well, you obviously can't take it
1: camping. Cause there's never any sun when you go camping, of course.
0: <laughs> and it, it folds down to skateboard size, they say, but of course oh. skateboards come in a variety of sizes. Um, and, um, if you want to use it as a table, you just turn the top over and there's your table. So you're not resting things on your solar panel it's very like it very seems impressive. very ingenious yes comes with stable legs and they have shown putting you know, pretty heavy weights on the table and it seems to hold it without breaking very impressed um it's uh currently going on kickstarter for 1327 hong kong dollars just before you started blanching, which is uh, about 140 pounds and if i were a regular camper i think this would be absolutely something I so it
1: buy. is it is for people who are going camping
0: it is, or people who spend a lot of time outdoors, or people yes, who yes, have yes. a roof terrace with no power, for example. I mean, there'll be all kinds of reasons you yes. might want one of these. Yes. But I was quite impressed. Oh, it uh, takes a lot to impress you. And I would like to just give a brief shout out to uh, a, a Kickstarter idea that I thought was a really good idea, but which has now been withdrawn as only one person decided to back it. Oh uh, which is a it was a guitar case for buskers. With a built-in amp and speaker which i thought was a very good idea absolutely brilliant the trouble was they were selling it for 430 pounds which
1: i suspect i imagine many busker. buskers yes no, i think bus- that was the problem 430 pounds might be a, you know months takings yes. yes
0: yes so i think that was a great shame because i really like the idea of that one but oh. it is not to be
1: no uh, but this is <laughs>
0: Go onward. Onward to chocolate. And oh. we talked about chocolate briefly last week and about the, the, the chocolate. I think we, we talked about chocolate with a um, primarily green aroma, which was. Oh, yes. Last week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, this is some research from the University of Amsterdam, um, who have discovered that uh, what makes chocolate uh, particularly toothsome is the amount of crackle when you bite into it. And so they have used uh, what on. they describe... Would you ever use the word crackle for biting into chocolate? If I was eating a crunchy, maybe. But not oh. just chocolate, no. no. Oh. Crackle, maybe it's the wrong word, but the, the, the resistance of the chocolate to the tooth. Right. Anyway, according to a report that they've just published in the journal Soft Matter, because there is such a journal, <laughs> they have used 3D printing to uh, make custom-designed fractal events in the chocolate. And they've discovered that the best way of getting the right amount of crackle, if you have to say that again, is mm. to do a kind of spiral design. And um, Now, it seems to me that's what Flake have been doing for decades.
1: Yes, do you think they know right. about Flake
0: in, in Amsterdam?
1: No, we could repackage it and... We could, send it on yes. to them; and they'd be amazed.
0: Yes, and say, "Who's what I did earlier?" Ah.
1: Only the crumbliest. No, I can't even remember. I can't Only remember the, the jingle. Crumbliest, flakiest, flakiest chocolate, chocolate. Tastes, tastes like chocolate. Never chocolate. Ta- chocolate never tasted before. Yes. Really? Now Now I think about it, not really. Stagnantly good English, not good English.
0: And it was always mm. uh, that was a, a sung by a woman in a bath, wasn't it? She was in a bath. Oh, was, it was it exotic oh. hotel
1: location? Utah yes, there seem to be, be a lot of women in baths and showers in old adverts. You don't well, see that much because, anymore.
0: No, we don't anymore. That's because uh, advertising executives would happily spend thousands of pounds of their clients' money in order to spend the afternoon with a semi-naked model.
1: Yes, yes. Odd, that. Yes. Not that odd, but in, <laughs> see, back in the 70s, they were allowed to do that. Yes, yes, yes. Oddly enough, I, I knew the person who composed the music for that. <laughs> do you? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't think he got to spend the afternoon with the model. No, right. sadly not. Sadly so not. we still the time for a little bit more. Oh, well, let's have a quick app of the week, then. Oh, if you want an app of the week, we'll have this. We haven't had one for ages.
0: (laughs) Now, this is sadly not an app you can actually go and download just yet, but it is a promise of an app. It's a prototype app, and it's an app that detects early-onset Alzheimer's. How about that? Isn't that clever? Yes. So, um, in your pupils, the locus coeruleus, is the earliest region of the brain that displays uh, degradation due to due to Alzheimer's, and it produces more dilation of the pupils. Mm-hmm. So it's a part of your brain that directly controls your pupils. So this app will monitor your pupil dilation, and it does so as you're performing a taxing task, like to make it a puzzle or a mathematical problem or something like that, yes. and If it detects that um, your pupils dilate while performing this task, it could mean that you have uh, Alzheimer's. Although what you then do about it is is anyone's guess.
1: Yes, I can see that is a problem because you can't stay, apart from the the obvious things they talk about that that are supposed to help, you can't really stave it off, can you? It's not not curable. um,
0: uh, no, I don't believe it is. But it, you know, it's it's probably nice to know about it early. Maybe it's not nice to know about it early. The well, universe. I suppose you have California... to know about it
1: early in order to know you've got it. Otherwise, you keep forgetting you've got it.
0: Yes, <laughs> I suppose, I suppose that is the case.
1: Well, so we look out for that, but we don't know when that's when that's coming. A
0: quick Alzheimer's joke. Uh, yes, how many Alzheimer's suffers. Does it take to change a light bulb? I
1: do know how many years service suffers is each year's labour they get to the other side. Mm, okay. No? Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. no, well, I had a good up joke about time, but it's far joke. too long because we've run out of time. Well, okay. that is the, the first and possibly only Alzheimer's joke um, we'll tell on this um, programme. But that's been it for gadgets and gizmos and Alzheimer's jokes. Uh, For this week, but Steve Kaplan and I will be back With more at the same time next week Do join us
0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos With Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose